Hi, Phil Aston here from Now Spinning Magazine, and this is my tribute to Jeff Beck, the guitarist guitarist who sadly passed away very recently at the age of 78 from bacterial meningitis. And I didn't do this video as soon as I heard the news. To be honest, I was just, um, I was too upset to do it. And I think it's because of my, my journey through as a music lover and collector and the fact that there are some names that have been with me since I was a very young lad. And, um, and as I've got older myself, and for many of us watching this video, we start to realize there's more time behind us than probably ahead of us. When these legends of rock and, uh, and people who've delivered the soundtrack of our lives sadly pass away, it impacts us more powerfully than perhaps it would have done if we were busy in our lives in our 20s with lots of things, with juggling lots of things. And because we remember all the times that a musician has been part of the things that have happened in our lives, either something playing in the background or part of a concert or something going on in our lives and we've put a piece of music on to inspire us or to get us through something. And Jeff Beck is one of those musicians. And I want to dedicate this video to Jeff's family and his friends, first of all. Um, so I shall do this video as if you are watching this, um, or you might find it later on. I'm also dedicating this video to people of my vintage who have had the music of Jeff Beck around them for decades. And for people older than me, who were there at the very beginning, because when I go through my story, which is how I'm going to tell it, um, I, there was a lot of stuff that Jeff Beck did that I missed first time round, um, because my attention was elsewhere. And this video is also dedicated to new music fans, you know, who are, you may be in your teens or twenties or thirties, and you've just heard the name, or you've just started the name, or you've just seen the news, and your and your social media news feeds, and they're full of news that this guy called Jeff Becker's passed away. He was such a legendary guitarist. Why was he? Where should I start? What made him so special? Um, so I'm going. I can only tell this story from my own experience. Um, if you want the nuts and bolts and data and details then there are lots of places online for you to find that. Or if I say something that triggers off, I want to know more about that, then Google is your friend. Um, but for this video, I can only tell it from my own perspective and how the music of Jeff Beck uh, has, a f has been with me through my years so far on the planet. My first exposure to Jeff Beck was Hi-Ho Silver Lining the single that was on the rap records produced by Mickey Most that was played at every school disco ever. And I wasn't not, I was not a fan of that song. I, I already thought it was a bit silly. I'm a teenager, okay? Uh, and and people were saying, as I got into guitar, I, I, I'd get into music, I was into Sweet, T-Rex, um, Slade. And as the big kids at school started saying, you need to listen to Purple Mate, Sabbath, Zeppelin, um, I started to expand Rory Gallagher, you know, all this kind of, and someone said, oh, well, there's this band called the Yardbirds, that's where Eric Clapton's from, because I was into Cream. I discovered Cream because obviously Sunshine of Your Love had a riff and I was into riffs. 
and, and said, oh, well, Jimmy Page was in the Yardbirds. Eric Clapton was in the Yardbirds. And there was this other guy called Jeff Beck was in the Yardbirds. What, the guy that did High Hell Silver Lining? Yeah, that's him. Oh, so the other two went off and did these big things, and he did that. I know, I know. Um, so the first time that someone said, oh, Jeff, you want to get to Jeff Beck? Go to the school library. This is about 1973. I'm about 14. Um, get this. Bit Bogan and Peachy from 1973. Uh, if you want to listen to Jeff Beck, who's playing, cool picture him playing a Stratocaster on the back. And um, I, I, I borrowed it, listened to it. Black Cat Moan, Lady, great song. But it was Superstition that grabbed my attention. I thought it was a fantastic track. Um, absolutely loved it. Um, it wasn't, the guitar playing wasn't as flash as what I was listening to with like Blackmore and, and Page, but I loved it. I didn't even know at that stage it was a cover version and it was a song that had been given the band and Jeff by Stevie Wonder because a few years, literally a, few, a year earlier, he'd played on Talking Book by Stevie Wonder, an artist I would never have listened to when I was that age. Now, Every home should have one of these. It was good, but then I think it the band dissolved. Jeff Beck was getting itchy feet. He felt that the power trio had, had, had served its purpose. There was nothing left that was new to say. In some respects, the seeds of what make Jeff Beck so special, always looking for something new and being a pioneer rather than following everyone was there to be had. There was a live album from Beck Barker and Peachy from Japan which was very rare and but not available for yonks. Well worth seeking out that. But in 1975, Jeff Beck arrived in again, like a rebirth with the album called Blow By Blow. And everyone was talking about this. I was still at school, Jeff Beck, Blow By Blow, and I heard it and I, I didn't really get it really, because we ended Lovers was a great track, great guitar playing, but again, I wasn't, at that age, where I was, 16, a guitarist was, was evaluated by how fast he played, like being the gunslingers in the Western movies. That's how I saw them. Um, and so that's how I judged them. I know, I know, but I did. And I bet many of you out there did as well. But also in 1975, Blackmore left Deep Purple and Tommy Bolin took his place. And Tommy Bolin had come from a totally different background. And the album that everyone kept talking about was Spectrum by Billy Cobham, which he played on. That album got me into jazz and got me into jazz rock and jazz fusion. That album also got Jeff Beck into jazz fusion. But the next one from 1976, Wired, where he'd now gone over to using a Strat, a white Strat, was the one that opened up the world of Jeff Beck to me properly. I mean, Jeff Beck was everywhere. He was on the front of all the magazines I was buying as I started to try and become a budding guitarist. He was everywhere. He was already seen as the guitarist guitarist. He was on the front of everything you could possibly think of. But Wired was a fantastic album. I absolutely loved it. And it was playing a guitar, the scales, there was jazz, it was stuff that I was not used to and I absolutely loved it. But even so, as the 70s progressed and I followed with some things like the live album with Jan Hammer, um, I started to move, drift away to, again, 
guitarists that seem to rely on a lot of speed. Um, you know, so I was really into Eddie Van Halen and stuff like this. And as the 80s progressed, there were some things like uh, we had a TV programme in the UK called The Tube. And uh, that, the song called um, Star Cycle, was the theme tune. Loved it. But I, when I bought this album, I wasn't overly keen at the time. Then I remember he did a track on the Rod Stewart album, Camouflage. But again, I didn't quite make the connection to what he'd done in the past. This was to come very, very soon. When a friend of mine I used to drink with in Birmingham, Brian, who's now sadly passed away, he told me I had to listen to Flash. And people, I understand Jeff Beck never really liked this album afterwards. Um, and it was seen as his pop album. And it was seen as his pop album because it was produced by Noel Rogers. But it was far more than a pop album. In fact, I didn't see it like that at all. I saw it as this almost heavy metal guitar album because his guitar playing on this was at the speed of light, which came where I was in my evolution. It was all about. Tracks like Ambitious had this funk and soul, but then guitar playing that was like 80s metal. And uh, back on the streets, with uh, it's Karen Lawrence, is it? Uh, from 1994. That was as close as he got, I think, to full-on heavy metal, really. Um, and People Get Ready with Rod Stewart. A connection with Rod Stewart again was going on. And then the penny dropped when Brian said, you have heard truth, haven't you? No. It's hard to believe, isn't it? Mid-80s, and here I am. I'm hearing truth for the first time these two albums but truth really and then I started to realize the story this came out six months before Led Zeppelin's first album came out Jimmy Page must have been in the control room watching what was going on here it even has um, You Shook Me on it that um, was on the first Zeppelin album it almost is the first Zeppelin album in some ways and whether Zeppelin obviously just took off and became one of the biggest bands in the world and Jeff Beck, whether he felt someone had stolen his thunder or he got bored with the format, which he probably did. And then from here, he went to the Jeff Beck group, which two fine albums um, with Cozy Powell on the drums. Superb stuff. And then I started to realise how much his guitar sound had evolved, which I'm going to come to as well onto what happens next, but bluesy, Gibson, Les Paul, fantastic stuff. All the other guitar players were doing, and lots of guitar players from that period have got their own tone, their own sound, and they've maintained it. But Jeff Beck was changing his while still knowing he was Jeff Beck. So by the time we're in the mid eighties, he's got a totally different technique and he starts to move on to, sorry if this is gonna be a bit out of sequence, but Another absolute stunning album, the guitar work, the guitar workshop, the yeah, guitar shop, where he moves away from using the plectrum to finger picking. Um, this is stunning album. Uh, Terry Bozio is on drums, Tony Hymas on keyboards. It's just fantastic. Every home should have one of those. Around this time, again, my timeline might be slightly off. But he's also doing other things that other guitarists, rock guitarists, wouldn't have gone near because they wouldn't have even been invited. Or if they had, they would have just been themselves. But Jeff Beck would morph into whatever he was playing with. So Stanley Clark, three classic albums by him. The live one, obviously um, 
Journey to Love with Howard Jeff and Modern Man all feature Jeff Beck. Absolutely fantastic jazz fusion albums. And then from jazz fusion, Paul Rogers, Muddy Waters Blues. Absolutely brilliant on that. Kate Bush, the Red Shoes, is on there. Absolutely fantastic. Narada Michael Walden. Another soul, jazzy, funk album. Brilliant. And then one of the best guitar solos you'll ever hear that literally pulls a heart from your chest. From Amused to Death, Roger Waters. Bon Jovi, Blaze of Glory. Back to Jazz, John McLaughlin, The Promise. Just so, so much stuff. And by now, I think with the CD era, we had Beckology came out, which was a, was it four CDs? Uh, was it three? Three CD set of, of, his, of his career up to that point, bringing lots of things like the Yardbirds, the Tridents, um, and lots of BBC stuff, Jeff Beck Group, etc. So I was on a roll by this point. But for me, the best was yet to come. When he basically did these albums. Uh, this is probably not the order they came out in, but it's the way I just pick them off the shelf. And it was Who Else by Jeff Beck. You had it coming. And Jeff. These three, to me, to me, this is a personal opinion, are his finest albums. These are the three that I would take to a Desert Island disc. And the reason for that is because they are mind-blowing. They are mind-blowing in the, the, the music that they cover. It is everything from techno, tech, yes, techno, uh, drum and bass, pop, rock, blues, industrial metal, everything, bird song. Yes, there's a, there's a point where he mimics the sounds of birds singing in the trees with his guitar. His, his delicate use of the tremolo arm as an extension of almost like an extra digit on his hands and the way he just telepathically moves up and down the fretboard where he mimics nature. To me, he's one of the most moving and amazing things I've ever heard. And this was a, you think the guitar's done everything. And this is why I think he's so special because his guitar sound at this period is far removed from where it was before, but it's still Jeff Beck and you know it's him. And I remember seeing him on the, one of the uh, Nights of the Proms with uh, Nigel Kennedy, a great violinist, again, someone who loves to experiment and improvise and, and push the boundaries of what you might expect. Two, two brilliant improvisational musicians together doing things that are com were completely unexpected and absolutely superb. But these three, these three albums to me are the ones that I play the most. I think there's, there's nothing, there's a track, the track is actually called Blackbird. Because isn't music, it's like the perfect art form, isn't it? Um, and I think that when I say things like music is a healer or something, is that there was music in nature. There was the, the sounds that you hear when you're outside in nature with the sea and the, the, the birds and the trees. It's music. You know, the, um, my wife has written music, by the way, that the birds sit on the tra telegraph wires. 
looking like music notes. And so the, the fact that Jeff Beck used that as inspiration and actually made his guitar sound like the natural sounds of nature um, is absolutely fantastic. So I just love these three albums. As I say, you might be listening to The Prodigy or John Lee Hooker. You don't know, but you will know it's But it's, it's just fantastic. And then on an album that he released um, called Loud Hailer, which was with a very young bunch of musicians. Um, you can see here on this on this picture, um, those of you who are watching, because um, this is also on, um, available on podcast. And he got a lot of flack for this, uh, Rosie Bones on vocals, etc., and Carmen Vandenberg on rhythm guitar. But he was always willing to take risks. He never wanted to repeat himself. He just always wanted to just have that sense of wonder and I and I've mentioned um on my video to do with uh, music and mental health it's that sense of wonder and excitement that keeps us young at heart that keeps us motivated and drives us forwards Jeff's last album was called 18 which he uh, was a collaboration with Johnny Depp and they called it 18 because that's how Jeff Beck said he felt inside and he just wanted to always go into new territories, new lands and discover and wonder what would happen. He wasn't bothered about what my people think or, or if I do this then I'm going to lose some of my fans or... He wasn't bothered any of that, he just did what came from the heart. He was a true guitarist, guitarist because you never knew what he was going to do next. Um, before I sign off, this is another good one, uh, Emotion and um, Commotion, which is probably more mainstream in some ways um, because of the he used people like Joss Stone and Imelda and May etc but he got Nessun Dorma on here <laughs> for guitar and he plays it he plays it like the human voice is just it's heartbreakingly beautiful an elegy for Dunkirk, Dunkirk oh it's just the, the guitar is a the guitar is an instrument that when played properly, a guitar solo is something that mimics the human voice and but uses words that the human voice can't say. They're like words that have yet to be discovered. They're words that that are, would be so powerful that they just tap into your heart at the at times in life when you just cannot grasp or describe what's going on. Jeff Beck could do that with his guitar. And um, <clears throat> and I think that's, that's one of the things I should be playing today. I should be playing this album, and as I say, my three favorites, um, which I'm going to mention yet again so that you can go off and stream and find them. You Had It Coming, Jeff, and who else? Absolutely brilliant albums, but those are big, obviously, those are the ones that I love, but obviously just dip in and out of his back catalogue. Don't forget the 60s stuff, don't forget the 70s, 80s stuff. There is so much to explore. So thank you very much to Jeff Beck for all the music and enjoyment, which will live on forever. It really will. And many of us will be playing this music uh, for as long as we also are on the planet. So take care, everybody. And um, keep spinning those discs, 
we keep that sense of wonder and remember that you know this is a new day and a new time to explore and enjoy the things that are around us and i shall talk to you very very soon